the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it, a new human race of orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. Technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world as global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called shadow runners. The year is 2102. Welcome to Fun City. Previously on Fun City, the team learns that the random numbers used to fill the databanks of the gun which started the siege of the Chaz and the user data of the Last Line's Money Pit account were generated by the same source, a radioisotope of aura calcum, a material used in awakened activities. Before blowing away in a gust of digital wind, Artemis told the team if they can find a place capable of producing this theoretically possible material, they'd be one step closer to finding out who wanted to consolidate consolidate power behind Knight Errant. Where might such a thing be produced? Only one spot comes to mind. Jast Reclamation, owned by Dark Chaos magician Jast Columnar, and the location from which the team rescued Yuri's boat, now the Mrs. Egg over three years ago. Viv recalls seeing under Jast's scrap heap a massive magical force. The team decides their first course of action is to confront Yuri and find out what about Jast he knows but perhaps hasn't revealed. But first, First, Odna has a surprise. We join them all now on the campus of the Chaz, Odna leading the team towards something she, quote, wanted to show them. Odina keeps to herself for the next few minutes as she tours the group of you through the Chaz and starting to get a little windy. It's a little gray. She just really has this attitude about her that I don't think you normally see she's very clearly just trying to think her way through everything that she's just learned everything that she's put together the way that she feels as though she's been used the chaz has been used the people who suffered because of the actions of the various municipal forces that you're contending with it's like you know i mean you can't see inside of her head but i'm omniscient in this situation so i can say it's like she feels really like proven right i think in a lot of ways she's like this is exactly the kind of thing that we don't want to happen we want to try to figure out how to move away from I think maybe if you look really close, you can even see like her mouth moving a little bit, like she's talking to herself and sort of just working through these things. That all changes when you come to a building. You're standing in front of what is looks like new construction. And in fact, you can hear the distant sounds of people working, of, of contractors banging on walls uh, of power tools and stuff like that. It has that fresh paint smell um, as soon as you walk through the door. And it's got the sort of institutional air of let's say like a very fancy new dormitory she walks in you follow her she turns around and her face changes uh, and she goes back to the odina that you know uh you know her eyes widen a little bit she smiles just slightly and she says lux you had mentioned that you would like somewhere to stay and i just wanted to let you know uh, that that we have arranged that for you uh, and if any of the rest of you uh, would like 
quarters here. We have just had a, a large a capital investment and we were able to put it towards new housing. We're going to be able to grow the Chaz by at least a few hundred people, uh, which is very exciting. And I just, I wanted to let you know that you are welcome and that we have space for you if you want it. As of right now, uh, and she, you know, pushes the button on an elevator, uh, you go in, uh, you know, the doors close, it goes up. Um, as of right now, the only person we have space put aside for is Lux, but we can change that. The door opens. This hallway looks immaculate. Finished, you are far from the sounds of construction. You don't hear any people working. You don't even hear anybody talking. It's got this nice light blue carpet. It's got brown walls. Uh, The doors are this beautiful mahogany. And she turns left out of the elevator and walks down the hallway. She goes to the very, very end of the hallway to what I think, you know, you might be able to put together as like a corner suite of some kind. She says, Lux, if you need it, it's not much at the moment, uh, but uh, feel free to use this at your leisure. She opens the door and leads you in. And it's this beautiful, like, large loft space with two levels. Uh, There's kind of like a a sunken bit right where you enter, uh, where there's a large kitchen and a living room off to the left. And you go forward, you go up two steps, and you've got two whole walls of windows that look out south uh, across the yard of the Chaz, the campus, uh, that look into Manhattan. It's beautiful. You can see the park across the street. She says, well, uh, there is one thing that does need to be fixed, obviously. There are five toilets in (laughs) the middle of the room. Uh, Looks looks at these toilets uh, almost as if he expected them. (laughs) He, um, of course, has his condo filled with them regularly, that along with bathtubs, and he just shakes his head, and he looks around the room for blow darts stuck in the walls. Oh, you guys contracting from Rick Jones? Yes, do you you know him? Great guy. Even better construction manager. (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Constructo guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Uh, me and uh me and Lux used to used to live together uh until you know Rick Jones got a hold of the place. But now we live together again, so everything's fine. Well, his work is uh, quite good. I mean, the toilets do function. She walks over and she flushes one and it does run water. Uh, it, she was like, there was just, there was a bit of a misunderstanding with some blueprints and he assures us that this will be taken care of uh, very quickly, but you are more than welcome to use the room uh, however you like. And when they are able to find a new location for these <clears throat> facilities, uh, they'll be removed. You know, oh no, I, I want to give you a little tip here. This is about as good as it's going to get. I think you should just leave the toilets. <laughs> This is coming from experience. Oh, no, no. Yeah. My experience is that the, the, the toilets will be removed at some point, And then just when I go to move into it, they <laughs> will be back. Um, I'm going to stay on the Mrs. Egg for now. Please tell me if these toilets ever leave this beautiful place that I would love to stay in at any point in the future. Thank you. He's a little confused, but she says, oh, oh okay. Wait, you said all of us can get one of these? Uh, yes, um, there, there should be room for all of you if you would like to have a room on the campus. Yeah, yes. sign me up. Sign me up. I got some servers to put in. That is very generous of you, Odina. As for me, I don't need a space of my own. I'll just bunk with TK or Lux. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll I'll put in for four rooms and we'll see what happens. Thanks, Odin. Uh, I appreciate it. She's slowly ushering all of you out of this very beautiful, immaculate loft space with five toilets. Uh, actually, uh, you mind if I just used, uh, use one of those real quick? She looks at looks. <sighs> It'll be better if he does, actually. Yeah, just um, I don't want to watch this. And I'm then... going to go. I just, I just want a second. Just, just every, if everyone could. Yeah, Lux leaves. There, is a, there are, um, there are uh, traditional facilities. No, no, no this, is, this but... is fine. It's right here. It's very convenient. He likes to show off, and so Viv leaves the room. Uh, <laughs> As does Lash. Yeah, can, can I get some privacy? The rest, Lux, are you? Okay. Yeah, everybody leaves. No, Lux has already left. I will remind you, though, there are yeah, no yeah, curtains yeah, yeah. on uh, the <laughs> dozens of feet of uh, TK, TK, roll, TK roll does for a stream. Uh, yeah, for TK stream. does a, a matrix perception test. He wants to see what's, what devices are in the room. I gotta roll that up, shouldn't it? Is that like uh, hacking and computer now? What's... I can just tell you. Uh, it's a pretty standard assortment of appliances. Uh, you can definitely see the five toilets. Anything uh, with a camera. The refrigerator uh, has a basically a fully functional computer installed in one of the doors. Uh, it's like having if like what we would call like a Microsoft Surface or something. Does it have, um, does it like, have a camera though? Yes, and it does. Yes, it has okay, a, it has a camera in it. Yeah. Um, TK wants to uh, get some marks on this device and hack it. Sure. I think uh, it's consumer level devices. I believe you now have a specialization in uh, consumer technology. Is that correct? That Yeah, that's been true for a minute and I've never used it before. <laughs> so I think on a, on a long enough timeline, yeah, you can become the owner of this device. Okay, great. Uh, like while everybody's just hanging out outside yeah, uh, talking amongst themselves. TK, TK wants to control this camera and set it to record any movement because he wants to know what the fuck Rick Jones does with the toilets. This would be great to know. Because <laughs> like everything, it's, it's always wrong. And he, do, he, he doesn't understand why. He just wants to be able to understand. This is the real shadow run. <laughs> right. So this is just yeah. a little, a little When you side all job. die at Yuri's hand, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as credits will roll. And then after the credits, we're just going to play four Ooh. hours of the surveillance <laughs> footage of yeah. Rick Jones. It's, yeah. He wants to detect motion detected. You know, yeah. if there's any movement, just the, just Rick a John, quick recording. We can figure this out, but I feel like Rick Jones is just laughing hysterically as he installs toilets in the center of the room. Yeah. But I got to know like, <laughs> we'll where, find it goes, out now. where does yeah. it go wrong? You know, <laughs> this is, <laughs> I'm using the game mechanics to answer a question that I have. This is a good point. <laughs> As a player. Okay. Noted. You you can stream it directly to your server. It works like a standard security camera. It will record 24-hour chunks, and it will keep them for 90 days. Uh, we'll delete them if you don't look at them. So as long as you check in on it every once in a while, you know, like every three months, <laughs> you will probably get some footage of Rick Jones at work, whatever that looks like. Great. TK flushes the toilet. It works. And then leaves the room. Okay. Uh, you're all standing in the hallway. Odin doesn't say anything to you when you leave. TK, you leave. Everybody's out there. And she says, we all have learned quite a bit today. And I'm sure that there is a lot that you want to follow up on. And I just want to re-register my feelings that this is why we are doing what we are doing. We are looking directly into the mouth of the beast that is eating this city alive. And we can stop it. We can do something about it. And so I can't imagine where you are going to start and I don't envy you, but if there's anything that I or Thistle or our security forces or our members here can help with, please let us know 
This is why we exist, to solve this kind of problem and to stop the people who are doing these things. Viv flexes a hand and says, I know we've gotten a lot of answers today, but we have a lot more questions to ask, and I'm ready to ask them. And uh, you hear this, like, kind of sloshy sound coming from up behind her, but nothing materializes. TK uh, hugs Odina. She hugs back. It's not a good hug. But they're it's trying, like, Mike. Canonically, can, never a good hugger. <laughs> I can I can feel the vibes that they're both trying. She just really doesn't know what to do with a hug. It's like really outside of her comfort zone, uh, but she's doing her best. Yeah, Lux sees this, and uh, TK is not a great uh, hugger either. <laughs> and so he doesn't actually uh, like immediately read what, what happened. It, it almost felt like... They both forgot their phones in each other's pockets or something, <laughs> um, and they had to get retrieve them quickly before they they left. But then he's like, "Oh, that, that that's them hugging," and uh, Lux is uh, totally determined. He's, you know, he's at the point where he just <laughs> is ready to kill people. Um, he, he has no real intention to do so, but he could. Odina sort of like exits from the embrace and looks at TK and says, "I appreciate that." TK nods. Steps back. You'll be hearing from us soon, Odna. Now, did anyone message Yuri? Should we tell him we're coming or just show up? I don't know why we would just show up. We could we want to make sure that he's wherever we show up. Um, I'll message him now. <laughs> yeah, there's no guarantee he he's still going to be in that bank, huh? Or at the turn and burn. Or the yeah, the gun disposal facility as well. We should find out where he is. Lux uh, sends a uh, a message. To Yuri, uh, saying, Yuri, we need to talk. Uh, where where can we meet you? You immediately get a text back, and it says, Well, 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 look what cat bring by drag cross floor to my door to my house. I'm not here from you in two years, and now I hear twice in a week? Come to bank. Quick, almost gone. <laughs> Lux just does a smile emoji, uh, does a cross, a cat, <laughs> and a... Uh, <laughs> The bank. <laughs> the bank emoji um, and a thumbs up. And he says, uh, we're on our way. And then Yuri sends back a raffle copter. <laughs> wow. Does, like, does Lux share any of this The word raffle copter or the, the like, Usenet <laughs> ASCII the art? It's just the word raffle copter. <laughs> he sent back slash Giphy raffle copter. <laughs> I just remember it goes swa, 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 right? Like that whole thing. Yeah. 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 It doesn't render. It just says the code. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about Yuri is when Taylor says something that Yuri does that surprises Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> He's a surprising character to everyone. I know. As you're having this conversation, you're all leaving. Odina is guiding you out of this building. Uh, Lux, uh, she hands you two key cards uh, just in case if you want to come in. You don't have to use them, but you have access if you need it. That will also open you know, like other parts of the facility uh, if you need to get around the Chaz. So you you have that. Uh, yeah, uh, he gives one um, to TK um, because he, A, doesn't trust uh, Lash at all, and uh, he, I don't think he thinks that Viv would need it. <laughs> He assumes that Viv could use water to open anything. So yeah, uh, <laughs> Viv can just give a yeah. door the right look, and it yeah. will just yeah. And 
and uh, she takes you to the front entrance, the the front gate of the Chaz, and uh, she looks at you all and she says, well, give them hell, as they say. I'll see you soon. We'll report back, Odina. Whatever we find. Odina, if anything else happens here, call us immediately. We will be back. And if you even get a hint of that Casanova in your system again, just ring me and I will be over here so quickly. And as Lash is saying this, she's like walking off, like not talking to anyone <laughs> specifically, kind of just saying this out loud. Uh, Odina shouts after you. Oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> so we're walking back to Henley. Viv just is massaging her temples. So, that was a lot. Let me get this straight. Casanova snuck something into the Chaz that copied a bunch of things and set off a series of events where now Vern is allowed to, I guess, act as police commissioner. Yep. And in the process, Artemis is gone. I still don't understand exactly what happened. But she is now gone. But before she left, she told us that all that data you've collected had the similar randomness generated by an isotope. Do I have that right? Or a calcum, yeah. And the only place we know where something could be produced like that is most likely with Jast. Yep. Our old friend who we ran away from. If it's produced anywhere on this coast, and I I would assume that it was, then it pretty much has to be Jast. How could we have known that any of this would have connected to that? I don't think we could have. We couldn't have, yeah. Yeah, this is, I, look, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm also processing this information as we've received it. But uh, yeah, it seems, seems like we have some people to ask some questions to. I think Yuri might have some answers. I do think that was the right call, Lux. Well, I think he might be the only one who knows more about Jass and who he deals with, having the, you know, had dealt with him before, and who who could possibly be behind this. I can't remember. Does he owe us one? Does Yuri? Yeah. It might be the other way around. Oh, damn. All right. Oh, should we buy him brunch or something? Already on it. You get in Henley, Henley drives you across uh, Manhattan, you go south, and then you go west to mainland New Jersey, to Yuri's neighborhood, to the bank house, where you haven't been in a little while. And it's all very familiar to you. To remind you what Yuri's neighborhood looks like, uh, this is a place where many buildings were, quote-unquote, rescued uh, from New York when it was starting to crumble, uh, when the earthquakes and the tidal waves were happening. Uh, Many, many buildings were basically airlifted from Manhattan over to New Jersey, and then a lot of them just stayed there. Uh, so this is a very strange melange of architectural styles, including Yuri's Bank House, which uh, when you arrive at Yuri's Bank House, you can tell from the end of the block, bucolic sort of suburban, there's just stuff everywhere. There's boxes all uh, lining the front entrance. There's a huge box truck that's there, just full of stuff uh, wrapped in blankets. 
Henley gets you closer. You see Hector uh, is looming over a couple men dressed in coveralls, in overalls, and he's pointing at things and then pointing at the truck and then pointing at other things and pointing at the truck, and the men are nodding, and he's nodding, and he shakes their hand. You see uh, Yuri sitting on the steps, surrounded by things. There's just stuff everywhere. It looks like Yuri's moving out of the bank house. Flash hurries out of the car so she can open the trunk. <coughs> you open the door a little too soon. It's still moving. Uh, so you have to run a little bit uh, when you hit the ground. Uh, but That's how Lash likes to yeah, exit. You car. manage it. Slow down, slow down. What? what? Why are you out of the car? Because can't you see Yuri's moving? We got to talk to him quickly. He's not. Le- he's not going to leave. Not today. leaving right now. It's, there's, there's still loading things up. Yeah, but <laughs> the things are. Is this about the soup dogs? Quickly. Are you just afraid they're going to get cold? Yes, absolutely. They're best when, when at the perfect heated temperature. And she pops the trunk and picks up six D <laughs> soup dogs. Can you just describe for us, just briefly, what is a soup dog? look like? Oh, well, for those who are unfamiliar with the soup dog, a soup dog is a cup. Uh, it's a to-go meal. It's a cup that's filled with soup and a single floating hot dog. But in that floating soy dog, in this case, there's actually soup inside. And within that soup inside, there are mini floating hot dogs. And within those mini floating <laughs> hot dogs, there is hot, hot soup, which is also floating hot dogs. It's amazing what the food technology guys can do. Yeah. And that's that's like kind of word for word what the ad is. Uh, so that's kind of why I said it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Lash, we get it. Like, I don't know why you bought so many, but also why did you put them in the trunk? Because I didn't want them to spill all over Henley. I don't want to smell like hot dogs. Yeah, they to be stink. Honest. Imagine the smell. <laughs> Sixty. Yeah, Lux, ra- Lux raises his eyebrow dog. at the thought of them spilling because every time he's bought soup, it, they've had lids on them, and he looks in the back of the trunk, and he obviously should have guessed none of these hot soups filled with hot dogs, filled with soups, filled with hot dogs have lids on them at all, and they have spilled a bit. Okay, ask Viv, can you can you get some of this fucking hot dog water out of my car? Yes, yes, I can. And she just waves a hand and uh, wicks away the water from the trunk. And as they walk towards the front door, Lash is handing out cups of soup dog to the movers as they approach the door. One of the guys uh, drops it because it's so hot and covered in boiling soup dog water. And then the other guys see this happen and they're careful when they take it. Hey, hey, best way to eat it is off the ground. That's also from the ad, I assume? Yes. Yeah. It's from the app. TK made that sense. up. No, that is how his family does soup dogs. <laughs> uh, Yuri sees you approaching with a, like a small display stand almost of uh, soup dog bowls or cups uh, in his yard. And you're, um, you know, you're navigating between very expensive vases, uh, a two or three hundred year old uh, piece of European furniture, a priceless artwork uh, leaned up against uh, the grate that's uh, around his bank house. And yeah, he, uh, he, he sees you coming. You make me feel like biggest bear in circus. You bring soup dogs to me? 
Yeah, we brought soup dogs for breakfast, Yuri. Come inside, come inside. It's so nice to see former members of my polycule come to visit again. And he winks at you. Uh, and Hector, Hector from afar says, Yuri, I heard that. It's our friends. Hector is the one I said for coming. Come inside. Come on. Why oh, you yes, stand yes, up yes, here? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw them by the polycule thing. Ah, these are hot. Yeah. These are hot. Yeah, they're, they're hot. Sometimes Please they're watch hot. out. If you don't eat them hot, you'll eat them cold. Do you have to wait in line for these? I, I can't afford to wait in line for soup dogs. Oh, come on in. Come on in. Oh, don't yes. worry. I took care of the line. Don't ask. Yuri, how you been? Were you moving somewhere? Yeah, and you're inside now, and you're seeing that, like, everyone's, yeah. like, covering sculptures and statues and cloths and taping them and carrying them out. Uh, and they've got these cool little wheel platforms that roll in any direction because it's the future. And it just makes moving look a lot easier, but there's still a lot of people in jumpsuits doing it. He says, hey, look, look at these guys. And you see two guys coming down the spiral staircase. Well, their gender's indeterminate because they're wearing jumpsuit and also these weird face masks that cover their <laughs> eyes, but they've got two big microphone arrays on either side. You hire these moving guys for high security objects. They see by um, what you hear. They see by what they hear. And so they can't read paper, but they can see box of paper there. Watch this. <laughs> he picks up one of the soup dogs and he wings it at one of the guys <laughs> and they just very calmly and stoically dodge a foot out of the way as they see it coming. <laughs> They're not supposed to talk either. <laughs> hey. Incredible. Well, Yuri, what's what's the reason for the move? It looks like everything's moving pretty quickly over here, too. And let's just say I feel that city getting hot as soup dog bowl you bring to Yuri. Oh, wow. Uh, you getting somebody squeezing you? Well, you know, if you run after you get squeezed, you not live very long. I feel things shifting, changing. I go outside city a little bit, Hector stay behind, run, turn, burn. You know, turn and burn almost all above the wood of the floor. Oh, it's all above board? <laughs> yes. Oh, great. <laughs> That's good to hear, Yuri. Yeah, um, well, you know. I do some things with paperwork, but no, mostly I legit businessman turn and burn regarding. Right, well, that's great to hear. I mean, I know that uh, it's hard to make the switch. Uh, but listen, I, you know, I make time for you. Not see you in a long time, I worry. You try to take advantage of Yuri, but now you come with soup dogs? Soup dogs for me, soup dogs for movers? Hector also loves soup dog. He pretend he above trends, but Hector loves a soup dog. Uh, so what can I do for you? Well... We have some questions. Yes. Oh, am I in trouble? No, 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 no. no, no. It's, it's, oh, it's about so bad. <laughs> not, it's, that's where I thrive. Yeah. Not you, at least. Okay. Yeah, what? Hit me, hit me, hit me. It's about Jast. Okay, follow me. And he goes <laughs> up the spiral staircase. Yeah, we follow him. Uh, he leads you up to a room that you can t like is like very obviously has been treated for privacy, uh, <laughs> both uh, in person, like this is a soundproof room. And also it has that sort of dead feeling. Shannon, you would know it immediately. This room has been Faraday caged like you cannot access uh, the, the matrix in here uh, unless the door's open. But he brings you in. He closes the door almost all the way, just a little cracked. You can tell there used to be a lot of electronics set up in here, but they've recently been carted away because there's like some paper clips and some index cards and like shitty bank pins that had fallen behind things that are now laying on the floor. Uh, it's classic, just just moving out vibes in this room. <laughs> yeah. uh, he closes the door and immediately there's no reverb or echo in the room because there's acoustic foam on the walls. Uh, seems like a cool guy that would have that in his house, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and he goes, okay, okay, yes, about Jast. Yeah, go ahead. We came to find out more about your dealings with him, more about Jast. We believe that Jast is involved with 
helping the last line. We we spoke about the last line. Last line is um the uh, the super cops. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The uh, dark organization. Um. Of dark right. organization. Yes. Of far right law enforcement in the city, who are in the process of taking over the law enforcement of the city, and um, basically what's necessary for some of the randomization that they've had in some of their programs we found required or calcum. And we believe that there's a strong chance that JAST and JAST reclamation is involved. So any information you have. Well, just will... give me whole run run up of all you know. Why don't you? Just that's a lot. It seems that they set off the riot at the Chaz where you saw us on the news. Yes. The super cops, the dark organization. Yep. Yes. I mean, we don't know who's behind it. I mean, they, they could just be a, a tool, but... We know that they wanted Vern as a police commissioner. Uh, we don't know to the degree that Vern is involved. We we have no evidence that he is yet. Okay, look, I'm moving out the woods. Yes, <laughs> Hector, I know. stay behind, do turn burn. I move operations to a place I hear squirrel chirping, morning, cheep, cheep. This yes. is what I want. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'd not care or know about a lot of this. I'm not right. leaving city, but uh, you you saying a lot of words I'd not have a lot of experience with. You know what I mean? No, I understand. We, we uh, you know... We didn't come here for you to solve our problems, but oh, relief to of, hear. Yes, a lot of uh, millions of people's lives are at stake here. What? Um, I'd not get that from context clues of what you say. Well, basically, everyone involved in the criminal justice system or possibly touching them um, in the city is now a possible science experiment for Evo. See, Yuri sends for when things get hot. Never yeah. fail. I yes. not know any of this vibe come rich to me. I like antenna for vibe. Yes. Vibe says city get hot. And now I find out it's hot. Right. This is confirmation I crave. Yes. Well, I'm glad we give you the confirmation, Yuri, but we, we need to know about jazz. We need yeah, to know what about specifically what specifically about. Yes. Yes. What about that facility underneath reclamation? I don't know anything about what's in the uh, don't know anything. reclamation. No. I mean, there was once my boat there and then you got both for me. You ask us to give you, you would, you would pay us extra if we gave you information about what was under there. I mean, is there a reason why you were curious? Because I don't know. Okay. See, just is interesting case. I tell mm -hmm. you all I know, not much, but mm -hmm. I share. And listen, I not do this because of soup dogs. Oh, good. Okay. I do this because this business is about relationships. Yeah? Just. Many, many years ago, Jast is around. He a magic man running magic places. This yes. is not my, um, this is, I not make a fort of magic. Magic, not my fort. Okay. But the kind of work I do, I occasionally run into some people like uh, you. And he points at Viv. And uh, to a lesser mm -hmm. extent, I think you. And he points at TK. TK salutes. And uh, so I learn a little bit. Jest was gunman. Jest take gun, buy gun, sell gun, make gun, also magic stuff. No one do very much gun magic. So Jest had corner market on that uh, area of the gun times. Um, but then Jest get place out in Sheepshead Bay. Jest reclamation. Not hear from Jest very much. He still make money. He still do business. Metal go in, metal go out, but not much gun. Not much gun. Then one day in story I not tell, I lose boat. Eh. Had boat, lost boat. There's a piece on boat I want. I not know where boat go. 
appetency. Old saying, wait long enough by river, see enemy float by. I bide my time. I'm patient. And in one day, I get a phone call from a man, sort of, sort of man, that kind of man. This man owes me favor. Now, this man also, insane sort of line of work as Yuri. He just get a job at Jest Reclamation. Big secret job. He's not telling me details. Maybe tell me a few things not understand. Uh, you know, not my business. But to repay me favor that he owe, he tell me he in Jest Reclamation, he see the boat. This is how I know my boat that he has to reclamation. And the job that this person got, it was not related to weapons or uh, scrap reclamation? This guy, he only do magic. He make, um, I don't know what he do at the to reclamation, but uh, he make, makes books. The book, Bookie Man. Book, uh, Lux looks at Viv as if this may be something that people in magic world do. Books. Spells? <laughs> Ugh. He makes book for magic. But important book for magic. This guy, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, he makes important book for magic. Oh. I, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yuri goes over to a box that hasn't been carried away yet, rifles through it, and pulls out a Rolodex that looks like it's from 1979. Ah! It is a plastic <laughs> spindle device with cards in a, in a, that go around in a circle on the spindle, uh, and there's occasionally a little tab on top or whatever. He rifles through, he rifles through. I haven't uh, seen one of those in decades. This is why I keep it around. Wonderful. Pulls the card out, gives it to you. This is his card. I not think I need it again. You, 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 you keep. The card has three pieces of information on it. It has a name, Loma Zakayev, the word bookkeeper, uh. and then GPS coordinates. Hmm. I do know he's still at this place. He's the big water time man. He live out in international waters. This is kind of work he do, you understand? Water hmm. time man, huh? But he told me about Jest. I bring job to you. I know this man must know what go on in jest if you want to know about that. But also yeah, magic people, if you know magic people, you could ask them. Our business is done, me and this man, Aloma. And by the way, I say man. Ah, I tell you now, if you find him, you're not caught uh, foot with no curve. He, I, uh, he vampire. I know not word to say with the young people now, but where I come from, we call vampire. I say vampire now. I assimilate, but also I keep tradition that I call shovel, shovel. That man is a vampire. Ah, good to know. What's the term that other people use? What Yuri is describing is something that you all in universe in, in the game world would be familiar with. I don't know how often you would hear these people referred to specifically as vampires, um, but there are people who suffer from, who have something called the human metahuman vampiric virus. And you would understand that these are people who, in order to stay alive, uh, must consume uh, roughly 1% their body weight in human flesh per week. And that there are ways for them to deal with this there are medical interventions but that they are a rare but existent group of people 
Okay. You know, this is starting to make sense. Do you remember when we were threatened a couple months ago? The many-armed mage? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Gabe. Yeah, I wonder if the many-armed mage is related to Jest. Many-armed mage? The red man? Yes, he threatened us. Well, he's definitely related, but uh, we wonder how. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah. When the, uh, the man who was red uh, threatened your life, uh, you told me to look into a thing called the Seven? Yes. Oh, yes. I did. Oh, uh, what did you find? Not good. What do you mean, not good, as in well, nothing, or...? in my kind of work, uh, you learn to sense things like the city getting hot. I yeah. <laughs> ask around about Seven, I find two things. I find one, not much information, but also number two, everybody's scared to talk about. So when there's not much to talk about, but people still scared to talk about it with you, that tells me, bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah. Not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's when the yeah. city's getting hot. Um, no, this was a long time ago. Oh, I see, I see, never mind. But just in general, not in general. high information, but people still emotional, strong reaction to fear of this thing. That yeah. for me is, if not my business, stay away. No, that makes sense. I asked your friend um, Irina, you met her. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. She's, she say? <laughs> she'd not like it. She did not like brief conversation. Not put the shine on day four, Yuri, I tell you. Mm. And just to remind you, you guys also asked Irina about the seven and she had never heard of them when she brought it up to you or when you brought it up directly with her. Right. Uh, But she did say, I don't know about that, but I'll go do some research. I'll see if I can find out. But this man, this vampire. He's tapping the Loma card. Yeah. yeah. Yuri reaches over and taps the business card. Only person I know. He would know more about what's going on inside but also you do favor for yuri if you tell anybody i told you where these men are and what they say or no i'll just have you killed so fast no we understand <laughs> Please, yuri. you we, understand we, we, no we I'm, have no intention of i'm doing laughing that, yeah. but i am so serious no, with you, uh, about you have this. to be serious yeah yeah no i, under, I understand completely we uh, uh, will not be saying anything to anyone He's so, laughing, uh, saying this while he's drinking his hot dog soup. Like he's looking over the lip of the lid. Yeah. Uh, hot, 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 hot. It's still, I, hot. It's still I hot. I can't believe it's still hot. The soup inside the dog is still hot. <laughs> they retain a lot of heat. Oh. Yes, there are layers. They're fascinating. This is why they call it an all day lunch. <sighs> all right. Well, uh, where are you, mur- mur- you moving, Yuri? We, can we still get in touch with you? Oh, yeah. I'm still same number and everything. Okay. I just go out the woods. Here's Squirrel, the cheap, cheap. Oh, here, this cheap, cheap. Okay. All right. That makes sense. All right. Well, we wish you the best. Um, and of course, Hector is going to be at the Turning Bird, so we can we can stop by and say hey to him um, whenever we're in the area. Please do. We're not looking forward to being apart for too long. So to see friends would be nice. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds great. Um, Yuri, is there anything you need from us before you leave? Just remember, if you tell anyone where you got information and it goes south and I see consequences, I'll find out who your family is. JK, I already know. Before we meet, I find out all blood relations. Okay, that's good, Yuri. We don't need that kind of threat. We we, don't me either, but you know, this line of work, you understand. I understand. It's only fair. It's it's, It's only fair. Secret safe with us is all I'll say about that. Yes. This we love to hear. How's Hector doing? Hector, good. Moving tough. Moving toughs on Hector, moving tough on everybody. I move yeah. so much, I think I used to it, but Hector live a long time in the same place, so it's hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving all the time right now. Want to know how close you are to someone? Move with them. Yeah. 
every time I move anywhere, people end up living in my where I want to move or have toilets in there. So yeah, that's the point of moving, no? To live in the place. I not I, understand some idiom magics. I used to think that was the point of moving, but my luck here hasn't been. Uh, Lash, were you going to say something? Uh, <laughs> uh, Lash is kind of <laughs> leaned up against the wall because she feels really sick in this Faraday cage. Probably the hot dog soup. <laughs> and yeah, she has helping, eaten yeah. like six or seven hot dog soups. <laughs> feel, feel better. Drink more. Here, drink up. Drink better. <laughs> you're each, each sip is clearly like 60% your daily amount of sodium that you're supposed to have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yuri, is there anything we should know before we talk to this man? Anything on, and how should we get there? Oh, I have an idea of how to get there. We have a boat car. Sound like boat car, good idea. And then from downstairs, you hear Hector shouting at the top of his lungs. No, no, that is not how you're supposed to pack up priceless artwork. What are you doing? Oh, I have to go if Hector yelled too loud. Their ears pop because of special antenna ailment. Friends, hello, it's Mike here. Do you know how the show is made? I'm going to tell you. Taylor and I have a weekly story meeting where we talk about what all the weirdos in the world of New York City 2102 want and what scenarios we want to put the players in. Uh, We make maps, we do character sheets, we make decision flow charts, the whole nine yards. We then get everybody together. We record once a week, uh, usually on Thursday nights, but sometimes other times. Uh, Sometimes we also, in those recordings, do a fun chatty. Each cast member records themselves locally on their own equipment. Then we also all record in Zoom as a backup. Then I spend a couple hours making sure that all of that tape all of the recordings sounds nice and then i send that tape to our editor sam who spends a week cutting it together cutting out all the boring nonsense so that you only hear the a material the action i get his tape in and i spend a few days pulling door and engine and gun and magic sound effects out of a bucket and i paste those into an audio file and then once this is all done i do a mix pass to make sure that all the levels are right and then a mastering pass to make sure that it's all loud and sweet and good and cool and then it all gets published to both simplecast and to patreon and along the way the cast hears two, sometimes three cuts. They give us notes, and if someone said something unclear or if they want to do a punch-up of something, we do inserts, which I know sounds illegal, but I promise we never change anything too consequential after the fact. But either way, the two weeks between releases are absolutely chock full of us working to get you an episode, and all that is funded solely by our Patreon. So if you like the show, appreciate all of the hard work we put into it, and want to help us keep doing it, head to patreon.com forward slash funcityventures throw us a couple bucks and in return get access to the chatties, the morks, the discords, the book clubs, and also the knowledge that you're helping us make this thing for you that we love making. Okay, that's my spiel. Bye. You get in Henley and you program in directly the coordinates that are on the Rolodex card that Yuri gave you. It takes you to a very specific location in international waters, uh, sort of equidistant from the very tip of Highland Island and Newport, Rhode Island in international waters. 
you maybe learn if you do some uh, searching, look at satellite photos on your way there. You know, it's going to take you like an hour or two that Loma lives on a houseboat uh, that he, in fact, is someone who like his full time residence is a home that floats in the Atlantic. And this is rare, but not unheard of. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is something that some people do. (laughs) You float in Henley for a number of hours through the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, You leave mainland New Jersey and go south around Manhattan. You go out through the Brooklyn Archipelago. You go east and then north. The weather has evened out from the morning. It's no longer windy. It's pretty sunny. It's kind of nice. It's a little crisp. It's cold. It's a calm journey. Uh, There's not a lot to look at. You're looking at mostly water until you reach uh, the area that Loma lives. You see his houseboat from a distance. It is this very strange angular abode made of smoked glass and steel uh, just in international waters, like by, you know, a couple yards, somewhere between, like I said, Highland Island and Newport, Rhode Island. His uh, strange black crystalline house just kind of like bobs and twinkles in the fall sunlight in the sea. And you see, uh, he isn't alone. There are other houses out here. Uh, but like, in order for you to see anything about them, in order for you to get any detail, you'd have to pull out binoculars. Like Everybody's really far away from one another. You definitely see these structures like off into the distance in the Atlantic Ocean. You approach his property from the southern edge. And on the southern edge of his property, you see a small number of slips for boats. One of them, as you get closer, you see is occupied by a red wood paneled and black trimmed Riva Aquarama, which is an incredibly beautiful handmade Italian motorboat. You can almost think of it like like a Bentley of boats, Uh, like it's a very beautiful. uh, If you've ever been to Venice, this is one of the boats that some of the water taxis are. Like the Um, the, the boat from Porco Rosso? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I've never seen Porco Rosso. Oh, Sorry. Uh, it's an anti-fascist pig. It's, it's great. I know it's so good. I've heard I've heard only good things about it. <laughs> the coolest protagonist in film. It's like a two-seater open uh, race-shaped it wood Italian motorboat. Very sporty looking, very nice, extremely expensive, uh, you know, made one at a time per customer. Viv whistles. Um, before uh, we get any closer, Lux brings everybody together and says, okay, everyone... The fact that this person has HMHVV and that they are a magic user living out uh, alone, uh, presumably on a houseboat, means that there's probably a certain level of uh, ostracization, perhaps, and the desire for this person to want to be left alone and probably considerable amount of lack of trust of outsiders and people that they don't know. I think it would be a good idea, Viv, you speak with this person as a magic user, and we try to be very respectful of their space and time. Heard. I mean, if he's working with Yuri, it can't be all bad, right? Has Yuri Mm. ever worked with anyone who wasn't all bad? Us. Well... Lux, Lux doesn't meet any of their their eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. He's a magic guy. He's got a virus or whatever lives out in international waters seems like just a guy who wants to be left alone yeah but like not someone who's necessarily 
ostracized, right? I agree. It's probably not that weird. Well, I'm the, him being ostracized wouldn't be his fault, and he might not be, but I'm saying that we should assume. Okay, sure. So how do we get in contact? We pulled up to his house. How do, do we signal? Do we blink the lights, honk the horn? I'll tell you. There are two other slips that are on the south edge of the houseboat, uh, in addition to the one that his very beautiful boat occupies. And the dock uh, that connects them all runs alongside the longer edge of Loma's property. To the right of the dock is a large structure, this like sort of crystalline, dark glass uh, and steel melange. Uh, there's a roof deck, there's balconies. It's really difficult to see inside because of how like tinted and, and smoky the glass is. But to the left, uh, which is directly in front of where his boat is parked, there's a smaller, like separate structure that maybe even has its own floating platform. And this one is much easier to see inside. Uh, and it's also like much less imposing. It's shorter. And it looks like a bookshop. Like the glass is still tinted, but you can see through it. Uh, there are uh, shelves of books uh, lining the walls. You can see a large desk. And there is a door in the center of it, like right in front of the dock. And hanging on the door is a small branded leather sign that reads open. Like it's a pizza shop or, uh, you know, a barber shop. Well, that's good enough for me. Uh, before they get out of Henley, uh, Viv would like to just assess the situation quickly. Sure. Yeah, roll for me. That is four, five. I'm sorry, roll one more. <laughs> Six. Six hits. So you rolled your new ascensing skill, I assume, mm -hmm. which gives you like we've sort of simplified the rules here and lets you just kind of like feel all kinds of information about the astral plane. Uh, you can just sort of like intuitively get a vibe in addition to learning uh, specific pieces of information. So I want to just ask what Viv the character or Jen the player, if there's anything specific that you're looking for. Yeah, is this person alone? There is only one person on this edifice that is floating in the water. Um, you can tell that very clearly. You can tell very clearly that they do have the human metahuman vampiric virus. You can tell that they are not in the best of health, uh, that they are physically rather weak. You know, in game terms, it's like they don't have much HP, maybe. Mm. But their magical presence, if you want to spend, you know, some of these hits on like sort of getting a sense of what it is that they are like from a magic perspective, mm -hmm. is formidable. Wow. And draining almost. Ooh. It is like a sort of dark pit into which water rushes. And you can't really see the liquid. You can only see the froth of it as it descends into this bottomless chasm. Yeah, Viv has her eyes closed and she has a hand up in the air and she just whispers, that's really hot. <laughs> oh, it's that strong, huh? I, I don't quite know exactly who or what they worship, but fascinating. Shall we go inside? Go first. Lead the way. Yeah, let's go. All right, everybody remember, be respectful. Alux is really saying this mostly for Lash, <laughs> but for everyone. <laughs> Lash, in a moment of respect, after Lux says that, swallows the last gulp of soup dog that she was eating and 
and shows her hands, showing that she doesn't have any soup dog containers left. You want to go inside? Yeah, Viv pushes the door open. Okay, the first thing that you are assaulted with when you open the door is extremely loud black metal music that somehow you could not hear at all from the dock. It <laughs> is um, nearly deafening. It is extremely loud, uh, very brutal, really noisy, just like vocal performance that you did not think was possible. And even if it is possible, you can't understand how any person who does it would find it pleasant to do, let alone pleasant to listen to. Oh. The second thing you are assaulted by is the smell in this room. It smells like solvents, like glue, like formaldehyde, like chemicals. And distant, uh, like buried underneath the layers of this. Steak? Um, like l lunch of some kind? Like food being made. Oh, oh my. It's a lot. It's disorienting. The place itself is uh, small, like the size of a small shop. It's, you know, you could describe this as a large room. Um, it is a single room and the ceiling is also made of this glass pane, but in the center of it, uh, it's not tinted so that some of the bright sea light is able to come in and light the rest of the room. All along the edges and in freestanding shelves directly to the right when you get in are hundreds, maybe thousands of leather-bound books that are, like, you can see uh, gilt edges, uh, you can see brass book bindings, you can see embossed and debossed letters, brands, all very carefully made, large, heavy, like, serious tomes. To the left, there's a workshop. There's a long, worn, old wooden desk covered with book binding tools and many jars of what you assume are the solvents that you smell. And to the right in the back, past the freestanding shelves, there is a man uh, who is sitting in a large red leather chair. When he sees you walk in, he very slowly puts down the book that he is holding and puts it on a, a mahogany side table next to his chair. He reaches up, he pushes a button on what looks like a turntable and you, uh, the music stops uh, suddenly. And then after a few seconds, after you hear some mechanical whirring, the music starts again. And it's like, it sounds like maybe like court music. Like it's very quiet, calm mm. string, string quartet. He stands. He's tall, gaunt, wearing this immaculately tailored wool suit, gray jacket, red shirt, black tie. He's got kind of long, dark salt and pepper hair and a ponytail. He's got a short beard and you can tell, I think even from this distance, uh, he's got two cyber eyes and they are uh, bright yellow. Mm. And when he stands, he says, he looks at you all, he says, Oh, you will have to excuse me. I don't normally get unannounced customers. Welcome. Uh, my name is Loma Zakaev. How can I help you? Good morning. My name is Wilma. Hello, Loma. Uh, my name is Fred. Scoob. And I am Daphne. Taylor, we need an official ruling. On um, what? What? Are, are those names thematically related and thus is everybody's edge refilled? 
Those names are thematically related. Everyone's edge is refilled. <laughs> I don't think you've spent any. We didn't spend any. No, no, but also, no, like, it, was, it was good practice. But it was good practice. Bumping up against the roof of its own little box. Mm-hmm. I was silent because I was looking up the rule to see how, how often we could do that because we don't need edge refilled and we may not be able to do it when we do. So. I, I know. It's just I funny. A, I don't think there's a limit. There's not a to, limit? Okay, great. Yeah. 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 Welcome to my workshop. I actually have an inquiry about what your workshop actually does. You have come all the way from, and he looks like you can tell he's kind of trying to look behind you to see your method of conveyance. The, the city and you do not know what I do. Not exactly. Please, why don't you have a seat? And he gestures, like he sort of opens his palm and gestures to the workshop area side of his room. And there are four more chairs there that weren't there a second ago. Does anybody have a a keep it together skill? Oh yeah, I have guts as well. Okay. I have guts. Do not think I do. So can everybody just roll uh, will for me really quick? No guts needed. Oh, okay. Just will. Got two. Hit. I got three. I got no hits. All of your legs are very, very tired. Sitting down would be a real delight right now. It feels like you've been standing for a really long time, and taking a load off would be very pleasurable. Yes, I think I might take advantage of this chair. Yeah, Lux doesn't even say anything. He just goes and sits down. They're extremely comfortable. TK perches on the armrest. Yeah, Lash also sits down. You walk in, and as you walk in, you get closer to him, and you get a, a little bit closer of a, of a look at him, and up close, his beard and his hair looks fake. Like his hair, his ponytail, it looks like doll hair. They look like hair plugs, almost. A very good, very, like, well done, but not, uh, nat- not natural hair. And his beard hair looks almost like it's been glued on. His suit is even more immaculate up front than from afar. And, you know, when he says, you go and you sit down and he says, yes, yes, please make yourselves comfortable. His like face doesn't really move right. Like the skin of his face almost looks like a mask. Like when he moves his mouth up and down, it it has a very sort of plastic quality to it. I provide a very specific service to clientele such as yourself. He looks directly at Viv. Mm. Who need to keep records but do not trust themselves to do so regularly or Accurately. Yes, books, I see. They're very beautiful. Yes, thank you. I have worked a very long time. Would you say that uh, your clientele comes from the city? Some. Not all. He doesn't answer you because he's already answered that question. Mm-hmm. We have questions. Yes, I think you should ask them. 
about a previous client. Mm. One that people don't like to talk about. He's waiting. We have questions about Jast. Jast, Mr. Colomnar. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do his books. As a matter of fact, I have done many of them. I make them, and I do from time to time keep them. Ah, so you're still currently engaged. Who sent you? No one in particular. Uh, yes, uh, Wilma, he's probably not going to want to answer our questions if he doesn't know why we're, why we're here. We've been sort of entangled in a few situations that involve the police and a very big, terrible problem we have in the city. And it's all led us back to Jast. And we've had an encounter with him. But our next step or our next thing that we need to ask about is Jast. We can't move forward or solve any of our problems without knowing more about him and what he's doing below his reclamation site. Ma'am, I am a simple bookkeeper. What do I know about your city problems? Your books are records, aren't they? Aye. And just trusts you with all this information. If you need something, you should ask for it. Well, do you have the most recent books from Jast? Have. No. Where are they? You have, all of you, a very interesting way of doing business. You have not threatened violence. You have not offered to pay. You have not threatened my loved ones, not that I have any, nor to destroy my property. No. You would like help because you think I am nice. Well, I don't have any judgment of your personality or character, but Chairs are very nice. I made them for you. I have respect for mages. I have no reason to cause violence. It's just the problem we have affects a lot of people. And it's not usually in our work to do something for free, if you know what I mean. I do. And yet, I'm not asking you to do anything for free. I'm asking if you have these things. Yeah, yes. And, um, uh, you know, not to intrude here, Loma, <laughs> I just would like you to know that, of course, we would be willing to pay your price. And, and, and I, we're not just asking for all of Jazz's books. We know that there's got to be client confidentiality. They wouldn't want their records sealed magically if it wasn't extremely important that they were kept private. Um, that is the service you're offering. If you just told everybody what was in these books every time someone asked, you would be very poor at your job, and we certainly aren't accusing you of that. What we need specifically is any detail around the production of Warwick Alcum and those who may be using it to produce 
let's say certain types of code uh, and other things that may be used for hacking um, and things like that. Uh, right now, what's happened is people have used the Oracle Jazz to do something terrible and millions, yes, millions of lives are at stake. If we could get specific information about those involved, we could help put right something that could, like I said, save millions. He has a look on his face like you've just told a slightly funny story. Like what you've just said is 30% comical. I believe I understand. Is there anything you need done or retrieved? As a matter of fact, there is. I believe you are in a position to help. What will you have us do? I will tell you the things you would like to know from Jast. I believe in knowing them. You feed yourself to the black mouth of death. And so I have no qualms. However, my clients are suspicious and they need to know that I distribute this information and get something in return. One of those clients has been searching for an artifact. I cannot say it was you, but if it was not, those responsible are not outside your orbit, I don't think. There's a skull of a poet imbued with the soul of a place. You can bring it to me if you can find it. And I will be able to more convincingly justify the brokerage of the information you seek and which to speak, how do you say? Frankly, I do not think you wish to possess. I think that sounds fair. Bring it to me tomorrow. Do you know who has it? If I knew who had it, I would have it. Where was the last time you uh, you saw it? I think it is time for you to go. Okay, well, I'm sure we could find something. <laughs> Check Grubhub. Type yeah. uh, skull of a poet with a soul of a place in it. Yes. <clears throat> he says, it's. I think it's time for you to go. And you feel like you wake up, uh, though you uh, are not asleep. <laughs> And you're all sitting on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) You're like kind of like looking up at the ceiling and like you're in direct sunlight. It's kind of hot. You're all a little sweaty. Your butt's kind of hurt because the floor is hard. And he is seated in his red leather chair with his legs crossed. Uh, He's wearing like 4,000 New Yen shoes. They're beautiful tan leather. Mm -hmm. You notice now from this vantage point that underneath the record player that he was using, there's a big chest freezer. One of those ones that opens up as mm-hmm. opposed to out. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Viv sits up. We start to leave. Before the door closes, you're back outside. You are hit by the sea breeze, the salt air. Before <sighs> the door is fully closed, the court music transitions back to terrible, awful black metal noise. 
Well, he was certainly very amenable, and Viv is stretching and breathing in the sea air. Where would we find something like that? Viv. Yes. Do you remember the time where you fed two wage mages to the sea? When? Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem that there's more than one. Yes, that skull, yeah, we, did, that was imbued oh, with the soul of a place. The, the tiny tree. Yeah, That's yeah, right. we burned down the whole fucking island. <clears throat> yes, where did we bring it? Did we bring it to Vern? Yeah, he's got it. Yeah. Oh, we mean we need to talk to him anyway. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We've got to case the place. I agree. But I wouldn't maybe tell him why we need this skull back just to be safe. Is it just me or was that guy a little bit tired? No, we were a little bit tired. I think he made us that way. Yeah. He's very good at what he does. Feeling pretty sleepy. <laughs> Who am I, TK? What was that for? I hate to break it to you, TK. You are always taking naps in Henley. I don't think that's relevant. Mm. Yeah, while y'all are talking, uh, Lux swears he sees one of the chairs that uh, <laughs> that Loma had made right by at the edge of the dock, and he falls into the ocean. Uh, oh! TK shoots his grapple hand at Lux. <laughs> Where does it hit him? Universe, where does this hit Lux? Um, well, I mean, like, I think right in the noggin, because right. Lux's fear of water would mean that he immediately starts to panic yep. and is just flailing like, you know, like crazy uh, in, the, in fear, the water. Yes. Yeah. Lux, it's not time for a swim. We got things Come to do. In, Come on in. Lux does have a mild fear of the water, but now the only thing that's bothering him is the fact that this claw shot at 45 miles an hour at his head. And then a giant fe- Venus clam starts rising up behind his back <laughs> to help him. <laughs> oh, thanks, Viv. And he pushes him up onto the dock and he gets up, rubbing his head. I, you know, I did my best. I can't. Whatever. And TK gets back into Henley. Yeah, let's head Let's head back. All right, well, Vern told us not to talk to him right now. What do, what, what do we just have to just... Let's just show up. Do it anyway? Let's just show up. What's the worst that could happen? Well, uh, Vern could be working with the bad guys and they could kill us. For I sure. Think... That's one outcome. But that hasn't stopped us before, has it? You gave fist bumps her. Yeah. <laughs> you pull up alongside the PBA. It's a weekday afternoon. Things are in uh, full swing. It's, you know, uh, it's business hours. But... As you're approaching, you get out of Henley uh, near Battery Park. Uh, you tell him to go circle because getting parking down here is extremely difficult. You start walking towards the PBA and you see boxes everywhere. There's a bunch of people in coveralls, overalls, <laughs> moving things uh, in and out of the building. There are three, four huge box trucks just full of stuff. You see a group of people uh, wearing uh, helmets with a bunch of microphone arrays on the side, trying to load a giant rack of laser rifles into the back of, well, you can't tell it's laser rifles at first. It's got like blankets over it, but they bump the side and then all the blankets fall off and it's clearly just (laughs) a bunch of laser rifles and they all scramble to try to cover it again to put it in the back of the truck. It looks like Lone Star is moving out of the PBA. All right, should we tell you, do you want to send Vern a message? Should we just say the eagle has landed and then show up at his door? Uh, listen, guys, um, I know we've had a 
big day and we learned a lot of information, but maybe let's not be weird around Vern. Let's maybe just, you know, Vern's our friend, okay? We, obviously, things are going down and uh, we're not sure how involved he is, (laughs) but I'm sure not involved at all, probably. But let's not kind of be weird. Let's act normal. Everyone acting normal. You mean normal like doing push-ups in the office? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm all for acting normal, Lash, but we we don't know his level of involvement or collusion with the people who want him in power. So what I suggest is that none of us mention any of the details that Odina shared with us today. We find out how he's doing in his new job. We ask maybe to borrow the artifact uh, for a different job. Uh, If he says no, we can talk later about coming back and now, you know, Doing what we do. Yeah, uh, but he may let us borrow it. We'll see. Just again, I don't think we should share information that we know uh, about this for him now, uh, with him right now. I agree, Lex. Okay, but even if we don't end up borrowing it and he says no, which he probably will, but we don't know that. We have to ask him first. We should figure out where it is, just in case we need it more than he does. Sure, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Viv, can you ascend something like that? Oh, most certainly. Also, we know where he lives, his house. Yes, and we know where he lives. I don't know if he's keeping it in his house. Um, a lot of people don't keep work-related um, dangerous objects in their house, but we'll see. Okay, let's go and uh, talk to good old Vern. You walk from the edges of the plaza that the PBA sits on uh, through the sort of bedlam of moving day at the PBA. There are boxes everywhere. You walk by additional um, carts of laser rifles, of large pieces of office equipment, uh, Xerox machines, uh, full VR setups. You see multiple large uh, terminals of server arrays being wheeled out, all being carried by people wearing these blue jumpsuits with these helmets on that have the mirrored uh, visor in front of them with the arrays of microphones. They can't see anything. They're basically just seeing through sonar. And there is very little Lone Star presence. There aren't many sheriffs here. Normally there's at least a few keeping guard outside, but there's one guy, one sheriff, like hanging out sort of near the entrance, but not really doing anything, uh, not really at guard. Uh, So it's very easy for you to walk in. And Lash leads the way walking in. You enter his office, you swing the door open, and he is, uh, he's in there. The Hulk of Vern is standing in the middle of his office. On the ground are scattered pens from banks, uh, paper clips, index cards, the little divots that furniture makes in carpet when it sits there for 10 years, the little lines of filth left behind file cabinets and desks pushed against walls that are never fully cleaned or moved. He is standing, the room is almost empty there. There are a few more boxes there. He is talking on the phone. There are a few moving people nearby. Uh, Lash knocks on the, the glass. He spins around. You've surprised him. He was not expecting anyone to knock. I'd have to call you back. (laughs) Vern! Guten Tag. Big man, you look happy to see us. Hello. (laughs) Hey, Vern, you look well. I'm very happy to see you. Yeah, yeah, you, the people from the roof of the chairs. And now I'll interrogate you as part of my internal investigation. Please come in and shut the door. Move us! Give us some space. 
Sorry, Vern, I don't recall anything about a Chaz or what that yeah, even yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about what you will call in a second, Buster. Get inside and sit down on the box. The two moving people leave, and they close the door very gingerly behind them, doing that thing where they try to make no noise. <laughs> slowly click. What the fuck are you doing here? Saying hi. What's up, buddy? Hi. I see you're moving. It's good to see you. Is that you're well? But... Uh, what if the media sees you here? Well, they didn't. Yeah, we were very careful, Vern. And I made sure of it. Don't worry, Vern. You know I can. If it's one thing I know you're good at, it's being careful and not being seen by anyone. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You're definitely the foreshadow runners, I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's you. That's your that's your signature. That's your cap and trade. Vern, we understand that we haven't been perfect about the, you know, that in the past. That we we were not seen coming in, okay? We're we're here to see how you're doing. We have a different job that we we needed some help with. Uh if uh, you could help us. If not, no big deal. You know, we we wanted to see how you were doing and if everything was okay. Everything is okay. Everything is as good as can be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you look well. You look like you got a promotion. You're eating better. You want to know about the job. You're here to ask about the job if what happened. Yeah, okay. I tell you, I'm police commissioner now. Yeah, it's going to be know, announced we soon. We know, Congrats. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. We yeah. heard. Right, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. Fast yes. to find out. Yeah. yeah. Well, in about an hour, it's going to hit the new service that um, the NYPD Incorporated is being disbanded. Ah. Oh, wow. Bully. We, wow. End of an hour. End what of an happened? hour. It is. It is. Well, what happened is I got my ass kicked and I don't know by who or by what or for why. For why? I, Vern, do you think that you, you can kind of continue your, your same role and provide the same purpose in this No, I'm uh, no role? longer a union. No, I'm no longer a union representative. I'm, I'm the police commissioner of the New York. So, right. Is it, listen, I, it's a sweetheart deal. If we talk about the kind of hot deals this is, it's a sweet one. So, so golden parachute, golden handcuffs. I who, don't know who, what you, you call so how did How did say. all this happen so quickly? Did you apply? Did I apply? No. The options were I could either watch the entire employee roster of the New York, you know, New York Police Department Incorporated uh, be fired and left without you know, health insurance, or dental, or vision, or biomedical, or the robot arm insurance, all those things, and to go home to the families and they say, oh, we can't afford the soy bricks for the children. I had to go out and I had to start making videos and, and trids. I had to start eating a bunch of food or hot peppers and see if I can get subscribers. You think I want to go to tell tens of thousands of menses? No. Or... I become police commissioner and uh, everybody gets a job working for the new security service. Knight Errant. Have you heard of them? Yeah. I, so I guess, I guess my question is when, I've been sarcastic. I know you've no, heard I of them. Burn, I, I, I think this is great. I, I think that this will put you in a great position to remove Evo from having any influence in the, and Knight Errant and law enforcement yeah, and, yeah. and everything. And I know that's why you, big reason why you were doing the strike. And so this is, was great news when we heard it. We know that you're going to stop Evo. Here's the thing, you know, I live in a complicated world. So do you. It's, it's, it's complicated, you know. It's, it's, what's, yeah. what's, what's wrong? What's all these things? I focus on results. Okay. It is my job to have outcomes that me and the people I represent find amenable. Okay. <sighs> Sometimes we put things on one side of the scales. They weigh up, they weigh down. You know, it's not always clear. Sometimes it's very clear. 
one of the things that was very, I just, just to stop you, I, I know you're making a point. One of the things that was very, very clear to both of us before you took this job was what Evo is doing is evil. Uh, it is medical experimentation um, and actually fucking people's minds up without consent. Uh, even if it was with consent, it would ah. be huge, hugely horrible and evil as well. That's um, the but, thing, though, you know? Yeah. It's like, what is cons- when do we give up consent? And do we have a system of laws? We have a system of rules yeah. about when consent is given. If you break the law, if you mm-hmm. are arrested, if you disturb the peace, if you do these horrible things you give it you know you go to jail you put hand, handcuffs is not consent uh, you don't consent to have handcuffs you don't consent to go to uh, a penitentiary or a private uh you know jail or a sort of work rehabilitation places to judges it's the legal system it's a corporate yeah, hand- law handcuffs, place handcuffs aren't cruel and unusual punishment Vern. you know this uh, lash steps in front of lux who is getting i imagine more and more flustered yeah. Ah, Vern, this is all to say we would love to discuss this further, but mm, we're currently in a time crunch on another job. You know how we do. So we were just wondering, um, you remember that mm, magical skull we brought you that time? I'm making a very important point to myself and, and to you as well. You have to understand what's going on here. I did not switch sides. I did not give up. I'm still protecting my people. You understand? Because I, I can see the look on your face. TK, look at me in the eye. TK, look at me okay. in the eye. I see the way you're looking at No, I see the way you're looking at me. You don't understand. We're put between this hard place and the rock and how you get out. You, how many people can you save? How many jellyfish can you save from what, the beach? What are you justifying? Can't save all the jellyfish. So what did you do? I tossed one jellyfish back in the water. What do you want? I'm not God. I'm not magic. Vern, what did you do? I'm not the magic man. I can't cast spell over everybody in the city to help everything out. I can't destroy evil on my own. That's insane to think that way. So if someone comes to me and says, you take the job, everybody goes, everyone from NYP goes to work for evil. I take the deal. And they say, okay, well, and I say, no, I, because I they come over, they work for the night errand. And then the same thing happens. I slam on the table and I say, you can't, you know, you can't do this to me. You know, I know what you've been doing to the people with the, the, the treatments. Uh, and they say, well, we have certain irregularities in the treatment system. So they knew what I was talking about. This is the thing. You see, I understand. I understand people. I understand the micro expressions mm-hmm. and the faces. And as I see, they know what I'm talking about. And they say, this would never happen to a night errand agent. <gasps> That's what I said. I mean, I, I didn't give it away with the gasp out, audible. But in my heart, I do make it a sound you make. Well, are you aware that they're doing this to people who they are incarcerating? Whole body's nerfed. I'm not asking anybody to be nerfed, Vern. What I'm saying is that we were involved in a protest, a peaceful protest, where people were being herded into helicopters, Evo helicopters, to be brought to Evo facilities. Okay. I think I would have heard about this. Yeah, you think you would, except for go look at Bryant Bryant Park right now. I can't. I'm busy. Listen, things are happening very fast. These sorts of things, they usually take months. My contract alone would have taken a year, a year and a half to fuck out. I don't know what's going on, but everything is moving incredibly fast. It's very hard for me to like assimilate all this information. All I know is like, look, listen, I know we will project Evo, figure out what's going on. It's fine now. No more Evo's worries for me. My boys are safe. They're not going to be given any sort of uh, strange treatments. And if people don't want free healthcare, they should not be committing crime. Wow. 
That's not me. That's the law. You're part of the law, and that is you. But Vern. I'm not in charge of it. We all just do what we can. Oh, Vern. you're just you a grow- police commissioner, Vern. Let, you're just a fucking you police this. commissioner. Shut the fuck up. And Vern grabs your neck, Lux, and raises you against the wall. The whole room shakes. You are hurt. It hurts. Viv backs off. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay? There's a lot of moving parts here. It's very confusing. And you feel him, his grip tightens on your neck. This is a very confusing time for all of us. And I think that it would be very bad for me and for the city of New York to be disturbed by four shadow runners who have made so many mistakes of late. But your body slides down the wall and he puts you back on the ground. But his hand doesn't leave your neck. The world in which I work is all about relationships. And I do owe you a favor. I will do you one favor. And then if I see you again, I will have you arrested. Which sounds bad, but remember, free healthcare. Viv looks at the ground. All right, Vern. Lux can't, Lux can't speak. He's, he's, he's got a very large hand and Lux cannot speak at all. He's barely able to breathe right now. Vern removes his hand so that you can speak and breathe fine. <laughs> All right, Vern, we get it. You got some stuff going on. Some people wanted you to be police commissioner for reasons you don't want to interrogate because you got what you wanted. We get it. Lux walks out the room. Uh, there's a ton of stuff moving around. You almost walk directly into a guy that's holding a pile of plates from the commissary, uh, but you just barely miss him. He doesn't say anything. He's not allowed to talk. Listen. It's not all bad. Not everyone is going to get the treatments. Not everyone is going to have confusing things happen. Look, Vern, we're not here. You should go see it. It's it, you should go see the new Look, center. Vern, frankly, the Metropolitan Center for Public Well-being. Frankly, I don't. I don't yeah. give a fuck. It doesn't matter to me either way. The Evo thing—that's Lux's thing. He's not in the room anymore. I get it. You somebody needed you to be police commissioner. You're not going to question it. You don't give a fuck. And look. I quite no, no, you're not, and that's fine. We're just here because we need a favor, and that's it. And then our business is done. We'll probably see you again. You won't arrest us. <laughs> what TK is meaning to say is, Vern, we understand, and we most definitely do not want to see the inside of that facility because that would mean you've seen us again which means maybe you arrested us. Anyway, the favor that we need. Yes, that's right. Just give us the skull back or just tell us where it is. You know the one. Oh, you want the skull? Yeah. I love that skull. Well, we can maybe get it back for you, but we can't ever see you again, so actually we can't. She makes a good point. Okay. 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 Yeah, we can have the skull back. I was using it for tricks anyway. I just kept it around because I liked it. <laughs> Every once in a while, you want to be a bridge for a second. Like, I get it. Well, but it's packed up. It's in one of the trucks outside. We'll find it. Sure. I guess this is goodbye, Vern. Feel free to be deleting our contacts. Vern is tapping on his phone. TK receives a message. Uh, it is a object transport tracking number under the name of the Blind Item Moving Company. Thank you for that, Vern. Please delete the number. Oh, of course. 
you should probably move fast. They're going to a um, maximum security lockdown facility out of state until I get, you know, my new digs. We should get going then. Let's go. I think that truck has already left, but I'm sure if you race, you can catch it. We have a Bentley. We'll be all right. Oh, okay. Was nice knowing you, Vern. Was it? Yeah. I'm starting to think twice about that. Look, Vern, thanks for everything. If we see you again, it's on site. The gang leaves the room and Vern is left there alone and he looks down. He sees in the the pile of dimes and the little plastic tags that bread comes wrapped in. Those little twist ties that come yeah, on yeah, the yeah. He sees and he sees down there a little sheep must have fallen between coffee table and the shitty couch. A tiny miniature sheep. And he picks it up and he looks at it. He thinks of the clouds over the Alps. And he throws it in the garbage. You are now leaving Fun City. Thanks for listening. If you like the show and want to help us keep making it, you can throw us a couple bucks a month at patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures, where you can get access to our bi-weekly chat show, Fun Chatty, Fun and Interesting Discord with Book Club, where we are currently reading through the third book of Ursula K. Le Guin's Earthsea series, The Farthest Shore, Mork Borg side games, of which we just released a brand new episode, early notifications of new merch streams, and more. That's patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. Hi, I'm Bijan Steven, and you can find me online at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Vivian Lakewood, and you can find me online at Randwitches. Hey, this is Nick Gersio. I play Lux Scythe, and you can find me online at N Gersio, G U E R C I O, on Instagram, and at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter. I'm Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog, and you can find me on social media at Shodell, at S H O D E L L. I am Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad guys, I think. Is that how it works? It's not clear. You can follow me online at taylor.biz. And my name is Mike Rugnetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Mike Rugnetta. You can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fun City Ventures. This episode of Fun City was recorded in Brooklyn, New York, and Los Angeles, California. It was edited by Sam Grant and produced and sound designed by me, Mike Rugnetta. Pixel Riffs takes his soup dogs with extra hot water and double recursion. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, and Kit Pulliam. The voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. 